Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we explore the science, the stories and the strategies of getting out of our comfort zone so we can find where the magic happens for us. Got a pretty cool show for you again today. Uh, it's with a young filmmaker from Wally called uh, Brandon Temuana Nui. Now, Brandon and I actually recorded this episode a couple of months ago, just before Christmas, uh, but for a variety of reasons, probably the biggest one being my my slackness um, and procrastination. It's only just coming out now. So Brandon's got a, a pretty impressive story. Uh, he's a pretty quietly spoken guy, so you're going to have to listen reasonably closely to pick up all of his wisdom. But some of the stuff that we chat about today is about embracing the struggle and actually just learning to love the struggle and what learning to love the struggle will give you. We talk about his creative process and the importance of just getting out there and and actually doing it rather than sitting around and, and waiting too long. We also talk about the importance of sharing ourselves with others and, and opening up to people. Uh, and the fact we were we were both able to do this uh, both before the podcast and, and on the podcast. And Brandon really went deep and, and shared a lot of stuff about his background that I wasn't expecting, um, but really helped me understand him more as a person. We talk about the importance of travel uh, and we talk about his amazing show, The, the Māori Sidesteps, uh, among some of the other cool stuff that he's into at the moment. Thank you guys for taking the time to have a catch up and get uncomfortable with Brandon and I today. I hope you enjoy our chat. Brandon, welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast, mate. Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for popping over this morning to uh, to have a bit of a chat with me. That's all right. Uh, so, mate, what I usually like to start with is just a little bit about you, where you where you're from, where you grew up, any sort of big experiences in your youth that have shaped you as the person you are today. Just a, oh, l- yes. a little question to start. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Lower Hutt in Wellington. Um, there's a little house in Leighton Ave in Woburn, um, down by the train station there. You've been... Uh, sorry, what was the question again? Were there any... Um, so you, you grew up in, in Lower Hutt in Wellington. Were there any yeah. sort of big big experiences that you remember from your youth that kind of have maybe shaped you as the person that you are today? Or had a big impact? Yeah, I would say when my dad went to prison I think I was like eight or nine that was pretty massive for me yeah Um, he was always you know in and out before I was alive but then like seeing him go in there was pretty interesting and going to visit him every second weekend um 
for a couple of years was, you know, that's pretty tough for a little kid. Mm. Uh, mm. Do you, how long was he, so how long was he in prison for? Oh, I can't remember exactly. I know it was a couple of years. Um, but thankful for my grandmother who, you know, instead of going to my, because my parents broke up when I was, I think I was like a month old or something. Um, but they were together through their whole teens. Mm-hmm. So they're at that age, you know, in your early 20s and probably had enough of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just start kind of moving in different directions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, my, I guess he was always a bit mischief. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me. Yeah, so what, um, were you living with your, were you living with your mum at the time? Were you living with your dad or kind of going back and forth between the two? Yeah, that was interesting because I, I've always kind of lived based myself with my mum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every second weekend or every second, uh, sometimes I'd alternate between the two. Uh, yeah. But when he went to, uh, into prison, um, I would go spend time with his side of the family and, you know, my grandparents and my cousins and aunties. Um, But they would always make sure they'd take me to see him. Yeah, yeah. Which was, uh, I thought, thinking back now, is like, that's amazing, eh? Yeah, that's really cool that they were that you were able to do that and um, that, that the that side of the family was so supportive yeah, for yeah. you and kind of kept that kept that relationship going through that, that time yeah, as well. Yeah, and then when he was out, um, for some reason I wanted to go live with him. And okay. I asked my mum and she said, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so I moved to Palmy with him. Yeah. And he before he went in, he had a partner and they were still together when he got out and he, they moved up there because he wasn't allowed to live in Wellington anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I went and spent uh, two years in Palmy. Uh, that was interesting. I did an intermediate there um, and then came back for college. Yeah. Came back to Wellington. Looking back on it now, you, you probably have a viewpo- a different viewpoint, but at the time, did you kind of understand like what was happening and uh, in regards to him, him being in prison? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I, thinking back, I did understand it. You know, I remember that the exact time I found out, you know, it was a pretty, pretty hard moment knowing that, you know, your father's not going to be available as, mm. you know, as much as he is usually. That's probably the biggest thing in, uh, in my childhood. Yeah. I do, yeah. I got, for, for me, like thinking back to my childhood, I, so I grew up with, you know, my dad. My dad's side's Māori, my grandmother's Asian, my mum married a Samoan, um, and I just love the fact that I got to experience all those cultures and yeah. understand that, you know, all the different cultures um, live differently, different perspectives, and then as I grew up, I kind of felt like I kind of understood people a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, that's that's cool, and I think, like... We talk about sort of being a multicultural society, but I mean, you're a multicultural person, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which is wicked. And I think that's like we were before we started recording. We were talking a little bit about travel um, and kind of going and experiencing different cultures. And I think like, that's one of the real big things that travel and experience 
experiencing different cultures gives you is that kind of perspective on understanding people a little bit better and that there are a whole lot of different ways to do things and a whole lot of different um, kind of different cultures do things in different ways. But kind of at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to be a, a nice person, basically. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I hear people go, oh, that's wrong. But sometimes you're just like, well, that's, that's all they know. Mm, yeah, yeah. What, what can you do about that? Like, you know, you, we all know what we know because of our upbringings. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of the, the truth for us is, um, yeah, this is this is what we think is right because this is the way that we've always done it. Yeah. Rather, and we think that kind of other ways of doing things is wrong, but actually they're just different and it's just because we sometimes we don't understand them and we're kind of really closed closed off to having that experience. We're trying to understand why it is that other people do things a certain way. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely an example of staying within your comfort zone. Yeah. It's just trying to push back <laughs> against all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, first first tip for the podcast day, go out and <laughs> travel and experience other cultures. Yeah. yeah. So you, the, like, the, the big thing from kind of your, your multicultural upbringing was your increased ability to sort of understand people and understand where they're coming from. Do you remember kind of having any big learning points about or kind of learning experiences about your dad being in prison? Like, is what's, did you, have you taken anything away from that? I don't know. That's a, yeah. I guess I don't, I never want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that's probably good a good. to go in there when you're young because then you go, I don't want to be in there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good learning point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, and even just that, I, you know, people make mistakes, people do things that are illegal to other people, and um, you know, and that's why they're in there. Uh, it wasn't like, violence or anything. It wasn't anything like that. Was, yeah, I won't say what it was, but just just for him. But um, it's kind of just you know, he kind of just done it to himself so mm. um, watching that as a kid I guess you kind of go oh, you kind of think about every decision you make although I haven't made some some good decisions um, <laughs> throughout the years but um, you know how do you learn if you don't make mistakes yeah yeah I don't think you're in a unique position there eh? I think <laughs> I, like, I've made some rubbish decisions <laughs> at times as well eh? and I think you you learn from them and sometimes you learn from them quite quickly and sometimes you learn from them eventually yeah. um, that you need to make the same mistake a couple of times uh, before you figure out that ac- actually it's a it's a mistake or actually see it that it's a it's a mistake yeah and that, that, that goes with I guess the multicultural part of um, you know I got to see you know uh, with Maoris we we make mistakes a lot and sometimes don't learn from it um, where from growing up watching the Samoan, um, the Samoan culture and seeing that, you know, the, the elders kind of push like what not to do. They don't get a chance to make the mistake. Oh, I don't know how okay. to say it, but you know, they don't actually go out and actually try things and actually 
it's like just being engraved that that's a mistake. Don't go there. So you don't go there or you don't, don't even try it. Yeah. 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 Int- yeah. That's that's interesting. Like, I know it's pretty deep, but uh, yeah, it's it, it is quite deep. I'm going to ask you an even deeper question now. Like, do you why what do you think like that is? This is kind of like a cultural anthropology yeah, question yeah, yeah. there. But like, do you have any do you have any theories on that? No, I I think it's just something that I've observed over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you probably, like, to answer that question, we probably need, yeah, some anthropologists in the room just to look at the last couple of hundred, year, yeah. hundred years of the different cultures. Um, no, that's, that's cool. It was just a, it's a well, it, interesting segue. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, Maldives are pretty tough. We're pretty tough and stick to what we have in our heads and not, not want to let our culture go as well. Um, same with, uh, Samoans, I guess they, you know, it, you, it's hard to find someone who can't speak their language. Mm. Samoan, you know, mm. but with Maoris, it's a, there's a lot of people who can't like I can't speak Te Reo. Um, I'm in the process of, of you know, learning. Brandon, if we uh, if we kind of change change tack a little bit with that, it's been a it's been an interesting starter, I think. Um, to hit some, yeah, a bit all over the place. Hit some hit some pretty deep points though to to start with. But I, I want to have a bit of a chat with you about um, the stuff that you do at the moment and, yeah. and like the the filmmaking aspect. Because when did you like when did you figure out that hey, I want to go into filmmaking and this is something that I I think I'll enjoy and, and want to give it a shot. I think it it started when um, so one of my good mates, um, he's a filmmaker as well. Um, we kind of do the same thing. He was lucky enough to get a camera when we were younger, and you know we just played around and made. Uh, we had one of my cousins um, was a dancer, and you know we make videos for him and just played around with that. But first, I I studied graphic design and photography. So I was into that, always been into that kind of, just stuck with me. Because um, I left school early, I moved to Australia when I was younger for a year uh, after I left school. Yeah. What, and um, I kind of went through that and was like, man, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. 17, just turned 18. Like, why, did you, why did you make that decision to go to Aussie? I was probably, when I was about 15, maybe, I think I finished school at the start of... Six form. I was just going through a weird period of life of like, I don't know what it was, but me and my mum kind of talked about it and figured it might be a little bit of depression or something, um, just some chemical imbalance in my yeah. body. I don't know. We still don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough to have a beautiful mum like I do, and you know she just let me open up and talk to her about it, and I. Just let it out one night and we talked together um, and then I just said, I kind of just want to, you know, leave school. Um, that's probably the only thing in my life that I really hate. And mm-hmm. she made me like, you know, write down a list of things yeah. that I'm hating at the moment and school was at the top. Don't know why. I just went to school. Yeah. Sat through classes. Had you enjoyed school beforehand or it was kind of never something that you were no, super into? No, I always didn't really like the the, the system and yeah. how it was. I hate theory. 
I'm a practical learner. <laughs> yeah. Um, sitting for exams and stuff, like even at film school, when I went to film school, we did one written test and it was like an exposure test, which is something that I should be good at. But the fact that we had to do a written test at exam, I think I failed. But practically I can do it. Yeah, it was a bit weird. And when I was 15, I didn't really know what to do about dealing dealing with not liking school and I guess it was just part of the process of figuring out who I was mm. and what I kind of want to do. It was always, always a little bit different to yeah. everyone else, which was... It's a good thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've got heaps of mates and um, still close with them. Um, you know, everyone's doing doing good things and, I don't know, looking back, I was always a little bit on the side, a little bit on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, looking back at that, like it's cool to, you, you think, oh, actually, I was, I was a little bit different, um, and that's a that's a good thing because it kind of leads me down a different road to yeah. a whole lot of other people. Um, but at the time, it's hard, yeah, because yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm 15 or 16. I don't want to be different. I just yeah. want to be the same as as everyone else. And the fact that I experienced that, but I was just I was lucky to have a mum you know like that that could just let me open up and, and mm. talk about it and you know we still have good chats like that now yeah I'm not scared I'm not scared to tell her anything yeah this cool girls whatever like, yeah you know, um, she's been pretty open from I guess the beginning yeah oh wicked um so when like yeah you, you left school you you went over to Aussie when did you do like come across that hey actually I want to get back and get back into learning <laughs> so i was in australia in party mode like you said yeah, yeah. um although i just turned 18 so i was like you know i was oh this is amazing it's hot yeah um beautiful beautiful ladies everywhere um i had a, one of my good mates he was over there um uh, for a rugby league um so i stayed with him for a little while plus also stayed with my my uncle who was over there and I just couldn't, like, I was working at Red Rooster, which was like oh, a yeah. restaurant, uh, like a KFC. And I just wasn't getting anywhere, I wasn't doing anything. And um, one thing that kind of shook me was, while I was there, was my good mate's dad. He kind of um, told me off, and I didn't really know what it was. Because I felt, he told me off and he was like, he actually kicked me out of their house and stuff. And like... It was it was an interesting time, but yeah. back now it's like, man, that was like a good trigger. Yeah, because like, it actually made me think, like, fuck, I was not doing anything, just partying. Yeah, um, and is that what he told you off about? He's like, you just yeah, because I was actually just sitting at their house and not doing much, and um, I think it was just his way to show his love. Yeah, yeah, um, and um, it was at the time I was like. What? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, thinking back now, I was like, man, that was that's actually that was good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It made me made me look at what I was up to, and then I tried to study graphic design over there, but I wasn't a citizen or anything, so um, I wasn't able. And I didn't have the money to to pay for it myself. Yeah, so yeah. I I decided to come back and jumped into a course with one of my other good friends. Um, and that was at Wowtech. I couldn't do uni because, you know, 
I would have had to do what is it, the bridge course or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just went to Wildtech and I guess it all started from there. The creative process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So you you've always been quite a quite a creative guy. Yeah, it's weird because I was real sporty when I was young. I played soccer. Um, played a bit of rugby. I was never good at that. Uh, played basketball. Um, and I was never. I'm not, I wasn't that kid who you know had like film posters all over his wall or you know. I just it kind of just interested me. I think maybe because one of my good mates was doing it, and I just kind of was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try that the graphic design and photography, and then just enjoyed it. It's 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 funny because I I. Even just looking back at the Wildtech course and stuff, and it's, I didn't really enjoy it <laughs> again um, because of all the theory. And, uh, you know, I just feel like being creative, there's no rules, so I just don't know why there are rules. Mm. Um, and I used to get told off for the things I was doing, and I was like, but it's a creative course. Yeah. Like, like, what sort of, what sort of <laughs> stuff were you doing? Oh well, one memory is I was we're doing this typography thing, and um, I think the tutor just had a tunnel vision on his own, like what he liked. And um, sorry if you're listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I remember we had one project, and I just went crazy on this. I made all those types. It was like you had to. I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's definitely typography, so you kind of you create different words and stuff in a different style. And mine was just crazy, like over the top, and it looked a bit from I guess from their perspective it looked a bit silly. Or um, but I was just like, man, what? It's like, isn't this a creative? Aren't we in a creative industry? Isn't that what we're here to do? It's just be different and um, I don't know show what you want to kind of do and getting bad marks from that and stuff kind of just again just was like whoa and looking back it's Mm. it's probably good (laughs) yeah I mean did that like how did you move on from that did you kind of try and tone things down to fit in or you just just quit okay just quit Yeah. yeah I was like nah this is it's not taking me anywhere. Um, so I quit that course and I had about six months off. And during that six months, I, I was working at a coffee. I was making coffees. And uh, me and my girlfriend at the time were living in, in ta- out on the terrace. And just out of nowhere, I was just like, man, because I, I was making videos on the side with my friend. And I was like, man, I might try the film industry. And then I went to uh, the film school. So I had like a six-month period where I had to really make up my mind and see what I wanted to do. And um, You know, I was still pretty young. I think I was like 20. Done. And then, then, yeah, just went to film school and it's just been non-stop from there. Awesome. And what um, what was it about the film industry that like you fell in love with? I think if you go to the core of it, it's just being able to tell stories, like true stories. I've always loved true stories. Um, you know, people 
I guess, pulling out their own experiences and putting it on paper and then putting it into a movie. Yeah. Um, so you look at films like even just like Lion, like it's crazy. Um, uh, and even uh, films like Once We Warriors, you know, that that might be not exactly a true story, but you know that that kind of stuff is going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still going on now, you know. Yeah. Um, can't hide from it. Mm, yeah, and for the people... People listening from New Zealand probably know Once Were Warriors, but for the people overseas, uh, definitely give it a give it a watch. Eh? It's, <laughs> yeah. um, it's eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. It's a bit of a confronting film, but yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Brandon, I like. Obviously, I'm an outsider to the film industry, yeah. but like, it seems to me that it's quite a hard industry to break into and mm. to get going into and i mean it may be different a little bit different now kind of with the with the internet and sort of the way that uh we can produce content yeah. um just i mean even sitting down having a podcast yeah, with you yeah. is is it like a cool new way of producing well not that new way of producing <laughs> yeah. content um but like is that is my perception way off or is it pretty hard to to sort of get into the film industry without being like cocky or anything i didn't find it too hard mm-hmm. um you know it is hard if if you think about money if money is your main you know your driver main, your main driver then nah, don't do it yeah. <laughs> um because it's a hard road um yeah, I've spent the last six or so years struggling and uh, money-wise anyway, but mm. loving it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, getting into the film industry is, uh, I, I do think it is tough, but I do think, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you believe what you're doing is good, um, I think that's the, the biggest thing for me I, I you know there are filmmakers out there that are just doing it because it is cool but you know um, if you actually invested in it 100% and believe what you're doing is I don't know what what you want to do and I worked for a guy uh, for about three well, still work with him and stuff uh, and he 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 really opened the the my mind on the film industry and and how you know there's there's so many different aspects to it um with him he was just so like so chill um we'd go do like docos and tv and stuff and just the whole his whole vibe was chill and you go work for other people and it's just so like it's like army so it's, it's like you gotta do it this way that way this way um and I kind of took a lot from him, and um, you know, if you, I guess if you came and worked with me, I'd just let you be you and not try and tell you how how it's meant to be. You know, mm. I know it's a bit deep again. Yeah, yeah, no, I think like the deep stuff is the deep stuff is good with it as well, and I think yeah, I don't know exactly why why that is. I think some people just they love working like that. They love the rules and the yeah. regiment, and they need something to follow. But they're probably in, like, if they're creating something, then they're going to end up 
being constrained by that whereas like guys like guys like you are a little bit more open and as you say this is a creative industry let's let's create let's sort of push the rules to one side and kind of see where see where this goes and see what this can do and i think like if you're yeah if i if i came and worked for you like you you see that as your philosophy that hey it's it's about creation and if you tell me exactly what to do then you lose some of that creativity. And you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm one of those people that love <laughs> yeah, being told yeah, what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we're, uh, I feel like if you if you're a creative and you like it, when you're able to express yourself, it's that's the that is the heart of like you know loving being a creative. Mm, mm. Um, it is hard to express yourself if. Uh, you know, you've had a different upbringing where you're not allowed to. Yeah, um, yeah, I, and I think I mean this might seem like a like a question that doesn't sort of flow with it, but like in terms of your creative process and like how you how you do it, do you have like a pattern that you that you follow when you're creating something, or um, does it just tend to, be, or kind of a couple of things that usually happen for you, or does it tend to be just really organic? I I, I really work organically. Um, you know, sometimes there's deadlines on things. And yeah, yeah. Got to watch what I say, but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's deadlines, and so, and I literally won't do it until the day before or two days before because before that, I just haven't felt like doing it. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like you should do something if you're not, if you don't feel like doing it, because you're not going to make the best decisions. Mm. But I, when when you're like developing an idea, like how does how does that look for you? Um, all the stuff that has come to fruition at the moment, that was just kind of just fell in my lap, and I took it and went with it. I'm a big doer. Yeah. Uh, I guess that that's part of my c- creative process is just doing it. I never kind of well, I look at like you know the the negatives to it and the positives, but I just feel like if I don't do it, then I won't know. Yeah, yeah, I li- um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and that's just true to everything, I guess. Mm. And the, like the more I the more I do things and the more I talk to people, I think it's that it's that spark of curiosity that's important that you kind of come up with an idea you're like that's pretty cool and then yeah maybe you weigh it up a little bit you're like yeah this these might be the good things these might be the bad things but i'm not going to know until i go out and and try it so it's i think like that's kind of something that i've been working on more recently as well as when i come up with an idea is just sort of pursuing it for a bit and seeing hey is this something that'll work and is it something that I'll enjoy or is it something that's not going to work or I'm not going to enjoy which you don't know until you until yeah, you try yeah you fully don't know until you yeah. try it and yeah. if, you, if it's a mistake then you take that and learn yeah yeah um, the creative industry emotionally is and mentally is pretty tough mm. because you know you're you're expressing yourself and you're putting it out to the public and then people don't like it and you know you it's how you, and it's how you receive that as well. Um, yeah. How do you? Because uh, yeah, that is a that is a challenging thing when you're putting something out there and you're getting feedback on it, and like it seems kind of when you start to do it, it's really hard to 
disassociate yourself from from that if people yeah. sort of respond negatively to what it is that you're putting out there sometimes it, t- it seems like a personal attack on you because you're like yeah. this is my idea this is my creation they think badly of me as a as a person like is that something that you had gone through initially when you started to do stuff or you'd always kind of been able to separate yourself it's always scary mm. it's always because we just released um uh the multi side steps too and you know just watching that go out is it's always scary um i even just putting anything out there is is, is always hard um but i just kind of go from the beginning is you know not everyone's gonna like it um and if people have good constructive criticism then that's good but you know if people go oh that's shit it's like why and then if they can't answer then then you just go oh you just got some negative vibe going on or whatever jealous or whatever you just don't know if people yeah, yeah. I think it's as you say, like as you get as you put more stuff out there and get better at doing it, then you actually like you kind of welcome that constructive negativity. Yeah. You're like, didn't like this because of this stuff here and you're like, Wow, okay, sweet, that makes sense. Maybe I'll try something different. Yeah. But as you say, if they just say that shit and then you ask why and they're like, Nah, it's just shit, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, Well, I'm probably just going to ignore you. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it still it still stings a bit, but it's uh, yeah, yeah it, it's something that you're like, well, you probably haven't thought that through and there's probably something going on for you at the moment. That yeah, yeah, that you just at that moment, just not, again, it's not a good decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you can't explain why. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, Brandon, I mean, we if we talk about, can we talk about one of your projects at the moment? Like one that has, is is very cool and is quite successful, and I'm sure has had some pretty good feedback on it. It's the the multi side steps. Yeah. When did how did that idea come into being? Um, well, it was the beginning of 2016. I was working full time for a company, Our Films, and I just decided, you know, I'd been working there for a couple of years and always doing other people's projects and you know that's uh, that's cool and I, I was lucky to do that and uh, I'll never look at that negatively but I just felt the need to go out by myself and actually just take the plunge and I didn't have much money I didn't uh, had a little flat I was with a friend and uh, I think we went out one night and, we, and the next morning I was like man what would it be cool to like have a Māori musical because at that time I didn't feel like well I'd never actually seen one so I guess it was just something to be different and um, something cool um, and fun Um, and then I talked to I had a friend Jamie McCaskill who is one of the writers and he created the actual band and I knew he'd done a musical in theatre so I was like, oh, what do you think of this idea? And he's like, bro, I just started a band called the Māori Sidesteps and we're all actors. And so I was like, oh, okay, is that us? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's us. And so we just kind of, we kind of sat together and, um, you know, because he, he created the band, it was like, it's him, Rob Mokaraka, 
Colin Holloway, Jerome Leota. Oh, it's them four first, and then they've added um, Errol Anderson um, as the band, the core band. Um, and we sat together and we were like, what, what do we want to do with this? We were just like, we want it to be, you know, fun, silly as hell. You know, we just want to make sure that we... But also um, have some political views in it, um, have a little bit of... Have some, like, sus- societal issues. Yeah, societal <laughs> um, commentary. Yeah, yeah. And just try and push, push for some... Push, push um, something where we can actually have a platform to say what we want to say in a in our own way. You know, I'm not actually... It's funny because when people see the Māori sidesteps and then, like, you meet me, I'm not, like, like, like them. No way. Um, they're... All those, all those characters and all the... And the actual, the actual actors and, and that, you know, they're all out there and they're, they're crazy and cool. And, um, I guess I'm just... Just a little bit different to what the actual product is, because you know, if you see like a comedy and stuff, mm. you just think, um, you know, the, the creators are going to be crazy, like like the product, or yeah, yeah. Um, you think like Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like- something I wasn't. When I first started doing filmmaking, I was like, musical comedy was I was full on, just wanted to do drama, um, so it was definitely a, a challenge to get this off the ground and we um we what we done is we found out that uh Timango Paho who are our funders they had a new uh, uh funding round uh, called New Media and that was to do like uh, uh web series like inter uh, inter- like web web based stuff um all the kind of new kind of media outlets that were coming coming out uh, um over the last couple of years and they they opened up like two million dollars for that, and so we were like, man, should we tr- try and get some money and like make this for real? Because you know you can do you can passion projects are always feels like always for nothing, you know. And so what we did is we we put a pilot together and we just kind of we winged it. We really winged it. Put a pilot together. And, I filled out all the application stuff and did a proposal and and what we thought it was and it's definitely changed over the last couple of years oh, since the beginning um, but yeah we went for it and they said yes and so within after like within a month from leaving my job I, I had a show <laughs> so I was just like what the hell <laughs> um, well not just me the uh, me and my uh, business partner Tom Toma you know, we're, we're still pretty young and we just thought, let's just have a crack. Yeah, it's kind of just evolved into something. You know, Maldi TV want us to do a TV show next. We want to, we we kind of just want to be able to do, you know, you, you see like Seth Rogen and um, James Franco and those, those groups of people and they can kind of jump genres and they're always doing different different mm. content and that's what we want to kind of sit where that's where we want to kind of sit as in in the new zealand industry um you know a, a collective that can do a lot i guess mm. there's there's four of us that kind of run the multi side steps because there's the web series there's a live show there's um and me and jamie me and jamie who who jamie is the one who created the actual band We've got like a, a movie with the a feature film with the New Zealand 
film commission. So, you know, we're just trying things and, and trying to show that our collective can do some, do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, in terms of the, like, you guys are still pretty new in terms mm. of the process with it as well. And, like, I mean, you, you mentioned before that it's not about the money. And I think, like, if it was about the money, yeah. you'd probably be doing something else nah, by, by now. But even though, like, you're, you're passionate about it and you love it and still got to be a struggle at yeah. times and, a, and yeah. a challenge and it's still got to, yeah, be, be pretty hard. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of interested in how you get through those, those struggles mm-hmm. and those, those tough bits of, of the process where you're like, man, this is, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing today. <laughs> I think I talked about this recently with someone. Um, yeah, because even just like the end of last year, I had literally, I was closing in on zero dollars. This was only a year ago. And I was just like, you know, is this the, is this what I should be doing? Emotionally and mentally, it was good for me, you know, but just thinking about how am I going to survive and, you know, that's always scary. But then things just pop off and things just happen and it all it all comes together. But getting through the struggle was, I feel like I've just done it for so long. I, I, I don't know what it's not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've just got, you've got so used to kind of training yourself to go through it that yeah, it's almost automatic now. And I, I'm not, I'm not like hugely successful or anything at the moment, but I'm just, I'm slowly coasting along. Um, but you know, it's always still a struggle. And as a freelancer, you have to, you just have to be positive, I guess, um, and just believe that what you're trying to do is is working. And um, when people actually say that it's good and um, that always feels good. Feels good to hear that, um, and the struggle actually w- was worth it. Um, mm. So I don't know for people who who go through the struggle, it might just be you know there's don't be too cliche, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, as long as you don't like you know you're not going to die from it. The struggle is I don't know. I love it. Eh? I love struggling. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. People it- think I weird when I say that, but. I don't know. If I'm not struggling, then I've got nothing to fight for. So I'm just like, you know, if, um, sometimes when I do, when I do feel like I'm feeling really comfortable and stuff, I'm just like, and I need to go do something different. Eh? And whether that's project or go go book flights to China or out of nowhere, and yeah, comfortable feels weird to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real cool, man. Um, and a, like a couple of things that I that I took out of that is that like the, I mean the struggle is the struggle is is good because kind of as you go through that struggle and as you kind of see that that light at the end of the tunnel when you when you get there, actually it means so much more yeah. because you've fought for it and because you've pushed hard for it, but also like when you're in the struggle. And you see that light at the end of the tunnel, you actually need to keep going and keep doing things to kind of push through and get to that place. Because if you don't, then you're just stuck in the middle of the tunnel in the dark, probably with gross shit dripping on you as well. (laughs) Um, And then you can just kind of, you can kind of sit there. So it's the, it's the doing that gets you through and gets you, gets you out and just taking that next step. And it's, yeah. 
that's a that's something that you make you 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 choose to deal with it in in whatever way you deal with it. Um, yeah, struggle is always. I I see people struggling all the time, and you know, you can help them, but really, it's they need to help themselves, or they need to actually go through it to realize that whatever they're going through and whatever they're struggling through is um, is good. Uh, mm. I, I've always been big push on struggle, and my 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 mum, she's she's like a she's pretty, you know, she's wealthy and. She's always made me make sure that I do it myself. Mm. Um, there have been times where she's saved me on a few things. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> but, yeah, she's always like, nah, go through the struggle. Enjoy it. Make sure you make sure you go through it. And then, you know, when, when, I start, when I've started to actually uh, get some things happening in my life, she's like, see, the struggle is good. Mm. And... You know, I can, and just listening to her say that it's good, and uh, she's just an amazing lady. Awesome! I think your mum has just come up with the title for this episode. Uh, (laughs) The struggle is good. (laughs) The struggle is good. Yeah. Um, Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, You got to get away to a Christmas party soon, man. So uh, I got some questions that I usually ask everybody towards the end of the chat. And uh, the first one is, what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did and how did you get through it? I was going to prepare something, but then I was like, nah, I'll just go, I'll see what I can think of. I just feel like my whole career can, is everything you kind of do is in this industry is pretty uncomfortable. Um, especially when you're doing stuff by yourself and, and you're trying to push your own work and, you know, it's uh, it's uncomfortable trying to sell your work and um, trying to get it out there. Just doing it is 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 actually the way to get out of it because, um, as we said before, you just never know unless you try. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think you're touching on something there in, in terms of that kind of... The, the selling yourself and selling your yeah, selling your product because that's it? what I when people ask me like how do you actually get work and I'm just like you gotta actually just sell yourself and mm. um, you know show who you are you gotta be open about who you are um, don't be scared to you know be open with people and because that's that's it opens the door for them to feel comfortable with you as well and um actually want to work with you and um, you know I always put stuff on social media and stuff and I'm always open about uh, illnesses and everything I believe um, and thinking about that is kind of just me also showing everyone else who I am that doesn't really know me mm. um, yeah that's that's cool man and I think like if you if you show yourself to other people and kind of open up and be vulnerable, um, then like it gets them to understand you a bit better as mm. a as a person, but also it kind of gives them the permission to open up yeah. back to you as well, which is, is something probably that we don't do super well yeah. uh, as Kiwis, is that it's... That's uh, funny because I actually observed that with you today. 
in the kitchen and you're opening up to me and I was like, oh yeah, I feel like, yeah, now I can feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And <laughs> I like that, it's cool that you say that because that's actually something that I have been working on with people and like if you go, if you go first and you open up about yourself and kind of talk about yourself and some of some of the struggles, then actually that conversation that you have with someone can go so much deeper because if we're like if I just said oh hey I'm Chris let's go talk then you wouldn't have been nearly as comfortable to share yeah, yeah. all the all the stuff that you have done today so like I think as as I was saying I've done like 80 odd episodes now so it's something that I've kind of figured out yeah, on the yeah. way and, and, I, and, and I research as well you know I feel like I've just said is you know if you're opening up then people were going to feel a bit more comfortable because you know you're not you're not hiding too many things, or people are, there's not too many questions going on in people's head. Like, what is this guy about? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should sure. I work for him or should I work with him? Or, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, mate. What's the uh, what's the next uncomfortable thing you're going to do, and why is that uncomfortable for you? Well, I'm going to China, so that's oh, that's uncomfortable because I haven't travelled by myself before. It was a weird, weird thing that happened. Um, I was on a, a little hike with my mum and her husband, Johnny, and we were talking about my grandmother and her life story. She's got an amazing life story, and we were, we were thinking about like potentially um, if I should, you know, sit her down, do an interview, actually have something on file for the family, and um, I don't know, do a doco about it. Um, we were talking about that, and I was like, man, I, I've always wanted to go to China. And we got out the bush, and we got into, we got out of the bush and got into Signal, and um, I got this notification on my, on my phone, and it was grab a seat, and it was like eight hundred bucks return to um, Shanghai. That's the sign. Of, <laughs> yeah, the biggest signs of science. So I just did it, and I did it. And uh, my mum was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, because I, I move out of my flat that I'm living in in Miramar and at the end of February, and I don't move into um, one of my mum's houses until April or May. So there was like a two month period where I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't, I, no one's, no one's booked me for any jobs or anything for that time. So I was just like, might as well go do it. And yeah, just done it. And it's gonna be uncomfortable because you know I don't I don't speak the language I don't know anything about China. Um, my grandmother's from China, um, but yeah, so she was she she kind of lost the culture as well during her life story, and uh, it's just gonna be interesting. I really just can't wait to have a chat with her and her and her sisters and stuff, and see what I can do over there and and. Um, um, I just really want to, because they just told me that they've never found the village that they're from. So that's kind of like a, a something inside me that's like, man, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, you get a bit of a mission to a go on. I did search, and it's, there's like 900,000 plus lost villages. So I'm just like, nah. <laughs> two, um, month, two months might not be quite long enough for, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the search. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's the next thing. Um, you know, this uh, with this um, feature film, it's uncomfortable be- for me because I, not, I haven't produced any films before. Um, you know, I know the process and 
well not fully, I'm still learning. Uh, but uh, with that is um, co-producing the film with uh, Lady Minna. And, you know, she's teaching me a few things and, and it's good. Um, but it's just good to, f you know, know that, you know, the Film Commission is kind of is backing what I've been working hard for for the last six, seven years. Just always, anything I do with that, it's just, it's always a little bit uncomfortable because I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing or like, you know, I'm just learning, I'm still going through it. And, um, but just actually giving it a go is, is, I guess, the number one thing. And same with China, I've just got to go and do it. Uh, I don't have any plans. I'm just going to... There will be a few things I want to do and make sure I do it, but I just feel like I need to go over there and experience yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Do you have any strategies or anything that you use to approach uncomfortable situations other than just doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Strategies. I always struggle with, like, um, you know, mental health is always hard, trying to put your mind to things um, and actually doing it, like I say. Um, but strategy-wise, I feel like sometimes if it is uncomfortable, I'll block it out until the time is there, and then I'll just do it. Um, I guess that's that's probably a big part of yeah. how I deal with it. But, um, you know, just... Making sure that I'm not going into things blind. Yeah. Doing a bit of homework about it and, and stuff like that yeah. is always good. But ultimately, yeah. I, yeah, just thinking about when I do go into uncomfortable situations, it's more just internally making myself actually get there and, and experiencing it. Yeah. So you kind of, if you know you've got something uncomfortable coming up rather than worrying about it you yeah. do some prep work but you also you try and put those uncomfortable feelings to the side yeah, yeah, until you're way. until you're kind of in that situation yeah. and experiencing it yeah yeah um like i really hate public speaking so even like this and like, oh, who's listening <laughs> yeah. what's behind there <laughs> heaps of people in the isle of man like i told you <laughs> um but when i have i, I guess i'm not really like i don't like a, attention like mass, like in a room, everyone looking at me. Like even for my twenty first, I just my mum was like, "Should we have a party?" I was like, nah, let's just go for dinner. And I just don't like that everyone looking at you kind of thing. And that because I have to talk at um, things that I go to, uh, I, I teach at the film school. So teaching there, that that's one thing that um, I could say that was really uncomfortable when I first did it. Was like now I can have all these people looking at me. What do I have to do? And really, I just thought to myself, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Just just be yourself. Um, you don't have to be like any of the other tutors. Um, and then every time I go there, you know, can see that they like it. Um, it's all practical, no theory. <laughs> <laughs> and every time it gets a little bit easier as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every cool. time, but I still just freak out at, at public speaking. Yeah. Um, is that something you want to work on and get better at? Yeah, I'd love to. Eh? Um, I just, yeah, that's 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 a big thing. Cool. Oh, uh, once we finish recording, I might have a bit of a proposition for you, <laughs> yeah. Brandon. Um, Brandon, I've got a couple more quick questions for you, mate. Um, but I just want to say thank you again for for popping around to have a chat with me. As uh, it's good. been awesome, but also thank you for 
being the demonstration of exploring your creativity and uh, not following the rules mm. uh, as such so that you can kind of create a whole lot of new stuff it's really yeah. wicked to it's really wicked to see and kind of it's what the podcast is all about really is just that that exploration into into different uncomfortable things so thank you for being a, a wicked example of that for, no, for everybody for I, think, I think it's a it's a great thing it's a great idea that you've got going on um, I feel like everyone's got a perspective on un- being uncomfortable you know yeah. some people use it in, in different ways and um yeah, no. I, when when you when you emailed me, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely keen. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank you, man. I I appreciate that. And yeah, as you say, I'm never going to run out of guests because so, everyone's <laughs> yeah. got a perspective. Um, Brandon, first question should be hopefully relatively easy for yeah. you. Uh, if people want to support you, if they if they're digging on your stuff, how can they do that? What should they go and look at? So obviously the the Māori sidesteps. Yeah, Where's the, the best Māori. place for them to check um, that so out? So you can go onto our YouTube channel if you just search the Māori sidesteps. Um, just one quick thing about that, you know, um, it's just on YouTube and Facebook. Um, we have been asked to like, you know, why don't you put it on like with broadcasters and stuff? And it's one and a one goal for us was that you know we want our work to do the talking. We wanted our work to, like, we don't want to go and chuck it in everyone's faces and go, this is happening, this is this, you know. Um, we wanted people to share it, people to push it themselves. Word of mouth, you know, that's always the best, best, I guess, marketing. Um, and, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say about the My Side Steps as well. But, yeah, it's just on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, you can watch the first series on Māori television on demand. Um, I'm not sure how well their website's going on at the moment, so it's pretty tough to to go and have a look at. Um, so fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe YouTube first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, having things uh, on YouTube is pretty easy. Everyone can use YouTube. Yeah. If my seventy-year-old grandmother can. Sure, everyone else can. Yeah, no excuses. Eh? Any other stuff that people should go and check out, or people follow you on um, uh, Instagram? Yeah, or? yeah, I've got an Instagram. It's brands underscore b r a n d z underscore. Um, yeah, I just post work stuff on there. Um, I'm pretty personal on my Facebook. Um, you know, talking about mental illness and and uh, always open about you know, social issues on there. But that's, I guess, I use that as a, just a way to vent. Because, you know, talking about it, like, just to a couple people is not always, doesn't always feel like you're, you're, you're passing on your own message. But, yeah, I don't have a website yet. I need to do that. Hopefully that'll come soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just building one at the moment. And it's kind of an uncomfortable experience, yeah. but it's almost there. So, and it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, a lot of my stuff is just word of mouth. Um, I get heaps of jobs just from word of mouth. Um, people just ring me up and go, oh, so-and-so said you're doing good stuff. Can you come do this? Um, and that's always good. Awesome, bro. I will, we'll put some links to all of that stuff in the notes for the show. But final question for you is, do you have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with this week? A challenge? Hmm. Do something that you didn't want to do yesterday. I don't know. That yeah, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. So, yeah, I feel like there's 
probably a few things I didn't want to do yesterday that I had to do, <laughs> like the reports that I did last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, I think that's a, that's a good challenge. So do something that you didn't want to do yesterday. Yeah. Awesome. Brandon, thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with me today, bro. <laughs> cool. Cheers, mate. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Brandon and I today. Make sure that you go and check out the Māori Sidesteps. Uh, hit Brandon up on, on social media as well um, to, to get in contact with him. Make sure to connect with Uncomfortable is OK as well on, on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, connect with me, Chris Desmond NZ, on Twitter as well. Now, in case you guys didn't know, that was episode number 99 which is pretty uh, pretty amazing. When I first started out, I didn't expect that things uh, would quite go the way that they have, and it's been, it's been really awesome. So make sure that you're hanging out for episode 100 next week uh, with Digby Scott for his second episode on the podcast. Um, I just had a chat with Digby the other day, and it was amazing. So I'm sure that you guys will enjoy it, and you're in for a treat. If you guys want some of the proven strategies of getting out of your comfort zone that I've learnt while doing this podcast, make sure to head over to getoutofmycomfortzone.com and you can download them from there. So that's getoutofmycomfortzone.com to download proven strategies to help you overcome the uncomfortable. Thank you so much to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. Thank you guys so much for getting uncomfortable with Brandon and I today.